Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. A college education costs more than ever with tuition and room and board, and the expenses pile higher when it comes time to buy the textbooks. Does our digital world offer a solution for students with tight budgets? David Ernst is Chief Information Officer at the University of Minnesota's College of Education and Human Development. In the past, students really had little choice when it came to book buying for their courses. In what way has that changed? Well, what's changed really is the options that faculty have in choosing the textbooks that they require in their courses. The options that they have now are more than just commercially produced and sold textbooks. They now have openly licensed open textbooks available to them. And these are electronic versions or are they paper books? They could be either. The key is that they are created by someone who intended for them to be freely shared and available and licensed them in that way. So, of course, it's much easier to share an electronic item than it is a physical one. So they do kind of live in that electronic world, but they certainly also could be printed out. What would be the difference in approximate cost between the old-style textbook and the open-source textbook? The traditional, the commercial textbooks are getting quite expensive. In the last few decades, their costs have increased by as much as four times the rate of inflation. So they're getting very, very expensive and putting a real burden on students. An open textbook is one that's been created by somebody who intends for them to be free, and so their cost is zero. If they decide they wanted a printed copy, of course, that will cost something. But it tends to be about 20% of what a commercial similar textbook would cost. Why is an open source textbook any more reputable than, let's say, Wikipedia? Well, I think people who would say Wikipedia isn't reputable, I think it's based on the fact that it's community developed. An open textbook isn't necessarily community developed. It could be developed by a single author. In fact, all of the ones I know of were created in exactly the same way that a commercial textbook was created, or very similar way. The difference is that they were funded up front by someone who, again, wanted this textbook to be free and to be available. It could be a foundation. It could be a university, an institution of higher education. So it could be created in exactly the same way, and the quality could be exactly the same. We're talking on InfoTrack with David Ernst, Chief Information Officer at the University of Minnesota's College of Education and Human Development, talking about open-source textbooks being more affordable than traditional textbooks. David, in some courses, professors who teach the course have actually authored the textbook, and perhaps that's another source of income for them. Do you address that in any way, or what would your comments be about that? Well, faculty um, have the right to decide what content is used in their courses. That's part of what academic freedom is. It's very, very seldom that a faculty member has written a book, number one, and number two, then assigns it to their own class. It doesn't happen very often. Some institutions have actual rules against a faculty member making any kind of money of that. But what we're doing here isn't really related to that. This is really giving faculty a different option than a commercially produced textbook. If they are creating the content themselves, we're not fighting against that. We're just creating more options to allow them to choose. And how widely used are the open source textbooks? Do you have any idea at this point? 
They're just getting started, but they are gaining steam very quickly. I think the initial misconceptions about open textbooks was that kind of the question you asked me earlier about they're like Wikipedia, and so there are questions about quality. But the more people understand that these textbooks are reputable, and we've had faculty from large research institutions review these textbooks, and the vast majority of those reviews have been very positive. Once we kind of get over those hurdles, it's really going to take off. David, are there any misconceptions about open source textbooks? Yeah, I think there is a little bit of a misunderstanding about what they are, about the word open or what open means. Open is not necessarily electronic. Open means that it's been created by someone who intends to share it freely. They want it to be free and they want it to be editable and they want it to be shared by faculty and students openly. Electronic just means it's the form that it's in. An open textbook could be electronic, but it also could be paper. So it's more about the production and licensing that the textbook has than the format that it's in. Just hearkening back to my economic textbook, I know that when uh, a lower-priced alternative enters the market, it tends to push prices down for the older brand. Do you think we may see traditional textbooks lower their prices because of this? Well, that could be. I hope so. But I think there's more than just cost to this. I mean, we definitely want to have this more affordable option. And if it drives down commercial textbook prices, I guess all the better. However, there are some other advantages to this, too, that we're really promoting other than affordability. These textbooks also, the licenses that they have on them, those licenses also allow faculty to customize the textbooks to make them just right for their students and their course in the context that they teach it. So that's something that only can happen with this open license model. And so even if the commercial textbooks do get less expensive, they're not going to be customizable in the same way. And theoretically, a student could carry all their textbooks on a USB drive or something, right, without having to have a giant knapsack full of books. Yeah, that's true. They could. And I have two sons in college right now, and I know that can be an issue. Are there any red flags a student or a teacher should look out for that a book may be dubious in terms of its quality? Well, as far as quality goes, the measure is always the faculty member, right? They are the experts here. They're the ones judging the academic credibility of a book and whether the content is good or not. And it really doesn't matter whether it's an open textbook or a commercially published textbook. Faculty members should always be reviewing, making the decision about whether the textbook is quality or not. David Ernst, Chief Information Officer at the University of Minnesota's College of Education and Human Development. If you want to learn more, you can visit open.umn.edu. David, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.